Hello, my little bear cubs. Welcome to another episode of Secondhand Therapy. I need to remind you that we are not experts. We Mm-mm. are not. Nope. And I'm angry. What? I'm just. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm going along with you. Mm. We're not therapists. We're That's not right. Oh, bitch. <laughs> We're not therapists. We're just here. No, that's right. Sharing. Yep. Our experience. Yep. With life and therapy. You got it. My little bear cubs. Also, uh, if you guys want to reach out to us, uh, the easiest way is through email. Uh, we get a lot of DMs and we try to return them all. If you want to email us, secondhandtherapypod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. And let's let's get the obvious out of the way. If you want to talk, you didn't like something we said, make sure you address it to him because you know I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. canceled this week oh oh yeah yeah you uh you were bringing in some shit i needed therapy this week yeah i really did i was at the gym wednesday morning relocating some heavy objects right like i do because mm-hmm. i'm a powerful man silverback kodiak bear right and we know that okay get a call i ignore the call because <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> and then the voicemail and the email comes in. Hey, he's, he's, he's under the weather. He's, he's, we got to cancel the devastation. Cause usually when therapy comes around, I don't want to go. Cause it's, it's at four o'clock. I'm like, I fucking drive down there. And every time I get there, it's great. And I'm like, Oh, thank God I had therapy. Yeah. This was one of the few times where I was like dying to go because I had so much in my fucking head and I just wanted to unload and I couldn't do it. I think anybody who heard last week's episode knows that you needed therapy a lot this week. All right, look. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Sure. I didn't realize it at the time, <laughs> but upon playback, mm-hmm. I was a pissy little cunt last week. I don't know why. I was in a real bad mood. (laughs) I did not realize it at the time. Yeah, I was editing, and I I remember I called you, and and I said, I was telling you a little bit about it, and you're like, I owe you an apology. I was like, you owe me flowers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So funny. Yeah. So, yeah, that happened. And, uh, you know, it is, but it'll happen again. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Yeah, come on now. Uh, Yeah. So I didn't have therapy, and I'm not going to lie to you, needed it, and was, what's, so, yeah, so Wednesday is when I have therapy. Mm-hmm. After I got the call Wednesday, I finished my workout, and then I shut down for the rest of the day. 
I I had one of your ADHD days, except Mm. I don't know that it was ADHD, but I was just like, okay, I was dying to go in there and talk about what I needed to talk about and unload and I couldn't do it. So I, I literally just hung out in bed with my dog and listened to music all day long. It was the most depressing day I've had in a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. But I took that day and then I got up Thursday, went to the gym and decided that I took a day and that's enough. And I'm not going to let that fuck up my whole week or my weekend or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was able to, uh, to nip it. What do you, what were you looking forward to unpacking in therapy oh this week? God. So <laughs> a couple things. Yeah. One, um, it's looking like I'm going to have to find a new place to live next year. Hmm. And I hate moving. It sucks. I love my place now. I have a great place. And finding a place to live in LA is a fucking nightmare. Right. And so just all the things that go with that, I'm just, I know it's three months away, but I'm already so stressed about it. And because also the way it works in LA is like you have to move, you find a place and you move two weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. There's no like, we found a place, we move in two months. Like that place is gone. Like there is no, yeah, you have to be like, I'm thinking about moving. There is none of that. It is. I am moving. Yeah. (laughs) This weekend I found a place and I'm in there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a planner and I like to get ahead of things and, the idea that I can't find a place now to move into January is killing me. The fact that I will be here with my things packed up and shit and not have a place to go and not knowing where I'm going to end up kills me. And it's already stressing me the fuck out. But I know what the answer is. It's out of my control. And worrying about what's out of your control is not productive. So I'm just repeatedly telling myself over and over and over that you got to let go. It's out of my control. And what's meant for me will find me. I will find a good place when I'm ready to find a good place. And you just got to let go of it for now. And I have to remind myself of that every hour, at least. Right. <laughs> because <laughs> it's not sticking yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was the main one. And then the other one, as we've talked about on the pod previously, um, I have been, I've been single for a long time. At mm. this point, five years. Isn't it, is it closer to six? Mm, June was five. Okay. June was five years. Okay. So five and change. Um, when I got out here, so in the past year, I've been casually dating. Um, but I haven't taken like any steps toward like a relationship or commitment or anything like that. Right. And I had been thinking a lot recently about what that looks like for me if I 
All right, let me back up. Okay. I'm doing some thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm idealizing a situation. Mm, that's my shit. I know. Oh, <laughs> oh let's talk about it. I know. <laughs> I'm going to say something, right. and I haven't said it to you. I kind of miss being in love. Really? I do. Really? Yeah, yeah. Is it the fall weather? What's happening? I don't know, man. I don't know what it is, but I've been thinking, I'm like, I just thought about what it, obviously, again, ideal. I'm thinking about the best parts of, of like course. past relationships. I'm like, how great is that? To have somebody like, that's like your best friend and you also get to fuck them. Like, <laughs> look, I know where this is heading. <laughs> My answer is no. <laughs> take your shirt off, okay? Just take it off. Oh, God. But yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. And what, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Like, I really don't know if, I, uh, if I'm at a point in my life where I'm ready to uh, prioritize a relationship that way, that it would need to be prioritized mm-hmm. so you can cultivate that connection with another person. I don't know that I'm at that point in my life where... I don't know if it's that I'm ready to or that I'm willing to put forth that time mm. and effort, but I don't know that that's right. But I was just thinking about it and I don't know, man, I love love, you know, <laughs> love's yeah. a really beautiful thing. It's like one of the best parts of life. Yeah. And, uh, so I was thinking about that and, um, can I challenge you on something? Oh yeah. Um, is there any connection with this, uh, anxiety that you're feeling right now? And maybe this, uh, out of controlness, uh, that is linked to the security that comes with having a, a partner and being involved with somebody like, uh, like, are you connecting that? Like maybe this, this move would be easier if I had somebody to do it with. Yeah. Or that if you were just in a relationship with somebody you could count on, then, then you would have somebody to kind of go through it with like either mm. the move or decisions making blah, blah, blah. That anxiety, you, cause you kind of, you're in this anxiety spiral, right? Well, let's and, not call it a spiral because it was one day and I handled it like a big boy. I was a, I was a, I was a really, loose, really loose. Hold on. I was a really brave boy. Go ahead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was the bravest boy in school. <laughs> yes, but it is, it's anxiety driven, right? And oh, so, sure, yeah. this, yeah. And yeah. so, uh, do you think this feeling of, I'm going to lose another loose term here, uh, loneliness mm. is uh, triggering some of those things that you miss about having a relationship or, or a partner? The loneliness thing doesn't ring true because. I, um, during my time off before I was casually dating, like I took a solid, Hmm. solid, like three and a half, four years of like, no, like nothing, no apps, no flirt, like nothing. And I think during that time I was able to find the difference between loneliness and solitude Mm -hmm. and I'm able to be comfortable in solitude. It doesn't, it doesn't bleed over into loneliness for me. Typically I'm not immune to loneliness, obviously, but I don't think loneliness is a thing I'm experiencing right now. And I, I was kind of tapping into that uh, term uh, just 
not in a feeling of like loneliness and not, not in like that depressive way, but mm-hmm. more so in a way of like, you're kind of out here on your own. Cause all your family's back in another state. You yeah. don't, you know, it's, you're not really, you don't have anybody to kind of go through this with. So in that, that, in that those terms of mm. just a singular experience, like wouldn't it be great if I had somebody? I'm sure that's valid. Yeah. Um, if it is, it's a subconscious thing at this point. It's yeah. not something that I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm like out on an Island or anything like that. I just didn't know if these things were triggering this nostalgia hey. of love. It, I would have loved to talk about this on Wednesday. <laughs> I would have loved to have an yeah. expert tell me what's happening here. Yeah, uh, yeah that's that's very it's possible. Uh, I don't, who the who the fuck knows? It's just interesting timing that yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I didn't know if you had thought about that or not. Uh, yeah, and also, so aside from me, I love love. <laughs> yeah. Why why do you laugh at that? It's just. You don't think of me as a lovey-dovey guy. Huh? Absolutely not. I, I cannot picture you with a, a female at all in a loving way. In a love? Oh, just just be like domestic violence. <laughs> no, but I just I no. This, don't sugarcoat it. Say what you gotta say. The softer side of you uh-huh. is pretty unimaginable when it yeah? comes to romantically yeah interesting yeah hmm. i know you're listen you're a nice guy all these things I'm, I'm kind i wouldn't say i'm nice i'm pretty kind right yeah um but yeah the idea of you being romantic and yeah. all those things i can't here's here's what i will tell you and this might open your perception i have a much softer spot when it comes to women yeah just like we have a mutual friend who went through a hard time. She was out of town and um, she was mugged at gunpoint Yeah, and like real rough thing. And she got back to town and she hit me up and she's like, can you come over? I need a hug. Dude, you got it. If you called me up and said, Hey, I need a hug. I'd have been like, bro, go fucking knock on a door. <laughs> right. But like, I just, I have, I just have a much, I connect better with women. I always have. Same, yeah. I just I've never seen it in action. I guess I, yeah. I've, very rarely. It, yeah, it was you, a very it was a small glimpse, you know. Yeah, you uh, haven't been around me when uh, when I've had a partner a lot. Yeah, because that was in your your roadie days, and we weren't living in the same place, and yeah, we didn't see each other a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, so my idea of you in this romantic setting or even like, so when you say like, I love love, I'm like, this fucking guy. I do, man. I love love. I love being in love. It's so great. Yeah. It's one of the best parts of life. Interesting. But yeah, I, I fully understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, but to top on to the relationship part of why I wanted therapy. So I had... um a new interaction with a new mm. person mm-hmm. and uh, developed a little crushy crushy. Ooh. Yeah, a little crushy crushy. And uh, I, like it was nothing. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it wasn't even like a romantic connection. It was just like a person and I was like, yo, she's dope. And yeah. then you, you like idealize the whole thing in your head of like you like the best version of what you could be, even though I, you don't know her at all. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I started thinking, I was like, oh, I remember this feeling of like having a crush and the last person I like legit had a crush on died. Hmm. And the realizing, just remembering that feeling and then remembering the loss really fucked me up. Really freaked me out. And, uh, would have loved to talk about it in therapy. <laughs> Would have really liked. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Fuck. That's heavy. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was odd. It it was just such uh, dude. You know those moments in life when reality is just so clearly in front of you, mm-hmm. and what life is, and how. Just. <sighs> Life is so hard already. And it's so hard just in what it is. And then you factor in love and then you factor in death and grief. Yeah. And it's, it be, it, life is almost this thing that's, it's so close to impossible to get through. And, uh, I just remembered all that. As wow. soon as I realized, I was like, I got a little crushy, crushy. And then it led me to, fuck. It led me to all that shit. And that's, it, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me. What do you got? Well, it's interesting because you do talk so much about um, this idea of letting go, right? And things out of, out of your control and the stuff that you have been working on mentally about... Um, you know, with empathy with for others and all these things like yeah. you, you have been on this betterment path mm-hmm. and it's it almost it it almost it acts almost like an acid flashback mm. you know people that have to try acid like and then like 10 years go by and then all of a sudden they have like a hit again yeah right? like out of nowhere from that acid they took 10 years ago so it's yeah. they have that moment it feels like that almost where you're like yeah that fucked up thing happened mm-hmm. and i'm living life and i'm doing great and then, holy fuck, I'm back in it again for a, for a moment. Yeah, you know what that's called? Hmm. It's called PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's trauma. Yeah, I have it. <laughs> I have a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, death will do that to you. So will a fire and a car accident, but yeah, it's a conversation another time. But yeah, I have a lot of PTSD. Yeah. That's where my anxiety disorder came from. So, But yeah, that's exactly what it is. And you and I had talked about this, and <clears> I was wondering if if there was any guilt attached to it and you said no. No, I didn't feel any guilt. Which I thought that that might have triggered it because of the grief and all the things, and, and you know. Yeah, it, I was... You're new to dating again and, and all those feelings and, and I don't know how that works with a, a do not disturb sign on the Yeah, I was surprised. I thought um, for sure guilt would be mm. associated. Um, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't feel guilt. I didn't feel like I belonged to somebody else still, right. which that was a thing for a long time. I felt like I, I still belonged to her mm-hmm. and, but I don't, I don't feel that way anymore. I've, um, you know, when you, when you really take time off, like I did, I think you gain perspective on a lot of things. And I think one of those things is, 
acceptance. Um, acceptance, I think, comes and goes. Oh, yeah. Um, but one of those things that I do under, I have accepted is that um, she's not here. Yeah. You know, it sucks. I miss her a lot. I miss her every day. Um, but she's not here. And yeah. Um, it is what it is, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I can't. Um, yeah, it's as corny as it sounds like, bro, you keep them in your heart. That's all you can do. Yeah. You know, you can. Um, I didn't think this is going to be a grief episode, but <laughs> <laughs> here we are, baby. Here we are again. Um, yeah, you keep them in your heart because if you do more than that, you just, your life becomes serving your grief. Mm. And I, I did that for long enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're talking to a guy who wrote two specials in a book about grief. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you, you spent a long time serving your grief. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I wasn't processing it anywhere else but <clears throat> in public. Yeah. Um, my therapist and I talked about that this week. Yeah, you uh, you did have therapy this week. I did, and it was, uh, Because you called me up mm-hmm. this week, and it wasn't good. No, <laughs> no, it was not. Because you were, uh, you started with wanting to pull out your whiteboard. Yeah. And get some goals and plan out the rest of the year. I was feeling really inspired. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's bring it back up for a minute. Okay. okay. I'm watching Undercover Billionaire. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this fucking guy. He calls me. Hey, you call me up. Dude. Dude. Starting a business. <laughs> ah, cool, man. I got to find out who has my money. Okay? Dude. There's a lot of money out there, and I need to find out who has my money. Yeah. So here's the thing with you. That <laughs> makes me fucking laugh. Marketing works on you, man. Oh, yeah. Big Anything. Time. Like, I remember, I still think about this. It makes me laugh. You call me up, you're like, bro, you ever heard of this tattoo bomb? What is that? Oh, yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was, and I told you, I was like, just use lotion. Lotion and sunscreen. You're fine. Yeah. And you, you send me the link and you go, bro, I'm t- it's supposed to be better than lotion. And I look it up and the first thing on there says better than lotion. <laughs> and I go, oh, okay. <laughs> Cool. It's it's supposed to be because they told you. Yeah. Cool, man. Oh yeah. Oh, marketing works on you, dude. I'm a sucker for it. Oh. But okay, so undercover billionaire. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, so I'm watching undercover billionaire. I'm getting inspired. Okay, let me just share a little. I'm going to share some for our for our peeps out there. This is a little for free business advice. Keep it brief because it's real stupid. Go ahead. Contacts equal contracts. And the only thing missing is the R, and that R stands for relationships. So get out there. He's unemployed. (laughs) I haven't worked since I was 22 years old. Exactly. But let me tell you something. Contacts equal contracts. Cool. Anyways, I'm watching Undercover Billionaire. Yeah, you are. I'm getting my life together, Uh business-wise. I'm thinking to myself, your boy needs a whiteboard. 
You have a whiteboard. I do. And you let me dig that bitch out. Let me dig it out. Uh-huh. What'd you find instead? Well, I'm digging for it. It's it's lodged back in the closet. It, it's it's more in the closet than I am. And so and that I, is deep yeah, in the closet. Deep in there. Oh, it's deep. You heard of Narnia? Familiar <laughs> <laughs> with Narnia? <sighs> anyway, so <laughs> sorry. There was a, a joke there with me playing a skin flute at some point. But anyway, nice. so <laughs> beautiful. Like father, like son. Yeah. So I go back and uh, uh, there, I have this um, like Ikea three-tier like rolling tray thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been kind of a catch-all when I was moving into the new place and it's just kind of like moved from closet to closet, storage or whatever. Portable junk drawer. Yep. Yep. So I know there's a bunch of notebooks in there and, and note cards and all that stuff that I can use instead of the whiteboard. So yeah. I'm like, great, let me get those out. And this is going to sound like an ADHD thing, but it's not. Well, probably is, but go ahead. Because I was like, oh, my notebooks and note cards are somewhere in this three-tier thing. It's been sitting here for over a year now. I should just clean it out and get my stuff out of it. Two in one, you know, go. Mm. Uh, So I start cleaning out the three-tier thing. And uh, there's a bunch of journals in there. Mm. And I'm like... Can't wait to read these. Your journals. <laughs> My journals. Your journals. <laughs> yeah. From? Oh, 2020. Pandemic journals, baby. Oh, buddy. Yeah. So funny to go through them. Uh, so Pandemic Michael. Let's hear, <sighs> Let's tell us about Pandemic Michael. Sure. Um, <clears throat> let's meet him. Uh, lost everything, including my fucking mind. Um... I just, I fell apart during the pandemic. My identity was stripped from me pretty much. Like I didn't know, there was a, a point in time when I was with my ex and she was she was very good about this. She, we were talking about this kind of identity crisis I was having. I've been doing stand-up since I was 19. It's all I've fucking ever known. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was touring for 40 to 46 weeks a year since, you know, like I was the age of like 22, 23, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, comedy was everything and then we shut down and everything went away and months and months and months lead into it and you start having these thoughts of like who am I without that Yeah. and uh, my ex was really good about like talking to me about being more than my job mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people struggle with that idea you know not yeah. just entertainers, but it would be, you know, yeah. whatever. A lot of people, their careers, their identity. Yeah. 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 And I'd never separated those two before. Um, and I already really wasn't, I was slowly getting more unhappy with <clears throat> performing and all that stuff anyways. And so I didn't really have a good relationship with my career anyways. Mm-hmm. So I, I started to slowly lose myself in the pandemic and start having this identity crisis and unraveling everything. Meanwhile, losing all of my fucking money. Yeah. Um, so my self worth and all of the stuff is just going down, 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 down. Yeah. Cause your bills don't go away, but yeah, your paychecks do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, wasn't a great time for me. <laughs> in short, wasn't a good time. I know it wasn't a great time for a lot of people, but yeah. really fucking unraveled me. Yes, we're we understand everybody had a rough pandemic. He's yeah. just sharing his experience. Exactly. And I got to read back through 
Mm. Me slowly losing my fucking mind through mm. this journal. And on top of that, there were these great moments in there that I had highlighted too about this life that I no longer have now that involved my ex and her daughter and the relationship that we had. And mm -hmm. there were many a times throughout the journal that I had talked about her being my saving point and this and that. And I don't know what I would do without her and these things. Yeah. And, uh, it was really interesting reading all of that, uh, while living alone, uh, eating cold macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Uh, you know, in, in an apartment many, many miles away from that old life. And so it yeah. was like, I'm reading through this like, hey, spoiler alert. <laughs> it's all gone. It's all, hey, guess what else you lose, bud? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very interesting to go down that, that rabbit hole. Yeah. Even though I am in a better place now. And um, let, can we, can I clear one thing up? Sure. Just for, I know it's just vernacular, but when you say you lost your mind, like there wasn't, there wasn't a psychotic break. There wasn't schizophrenia. It wasn't anything no. like that. It was just major depressive. Yeah. So I just want to be clear when we say that yeah. you lost your mind, there wasn't any. No, just very depressive states. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, even though I am in a better place now, it was reliving all of these things through these old journals and it shut me down. I had a shutdown day. Yeah. I had this great motivating morning. I discovered these around like 11 something and just paralyzed me for the rest of the day until about 6:30 or 7 o'clock at night. I was like, "You know what? I got to get outside." I you know, I went on my big walk, I put some music in and, and got out there and then came back with a new energy and so I'm talking to my therapist about all this and I was telling her what a wasteful day I had and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, I don't look at that as wasteful. I think you had a great day. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, you were able to go th through these, this older version of yourself. Yeah, you shut down, but you were shut down processing everything. And then you were able to still complete the rest of your day's task. Because I came back and I made that goal list that I wanted to do. I, mm -hmm. I cleaned the house. I got everything in order. And I read my 10 pages. And I, I you know, did all the things I was supposed to do that day. So like, she's like, yeah, you processed that. You took the time. And then you were still able to get motivated and go back to your day. And she's like, I think you had a great day. Mm. And I never would have looked at it that way. I would have yeah. looked at it as just like, well, that was a fucking. <laughs> That's a hard perspective to take. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, and there were some really hard things in there that I had either blocked out or forgot about. Or, you know, um, you and I talk about my memory mm. <laughs> all yeah. the time. I wish you had one. Oh, God, me fucking too. Yeah. I have the worst, yeah. worst memory. When's my birthday? Who knows? Know. You know? Only you <laughs> that's my, between you and Jesus. Yeah, you and my dad are the only ones who don't know. <laughs> I know what it is. It's September fucking third. What a cunt you are. Anyways, I come across this journal entry. Um there was a time where I was I was not in a good headspace like we were talking about. But whenever my family who was still alive, and at the time it was my grandmother and my Aunt Mary. Yeah. Um, whenever they would call, I would always be like, life's great. 
killing it, just doing great, you know? Yeah. And uh, there came a point where I was like, okay, I have to come clean. And I felt guilty for keeping that from them for so long because I, I really wasn't doing well. And so... Yeah, I know. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Truth be told. I don't know if I mentioned this or not. Yeah. Wasn't okay. Yeah. Um, so my, my Aunt Mary calls and I explain to her about hey, I've been kind of lying to you and this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, she told she ended up telling my grandmother and my grandmother called me from the nursing home. She's 95, locked in a nursing home because they're on COVID lockdown there. So like no visitors, no nothing. She's not even allowed to leave her room like most of the hours of the day, like all that stuff. Yeah. She's not doing great. Um. And she made time out of her day and her chaos to call me and like tell me jokes and cheer me up because yeah. she heard I was sad. Yeah. <sighs> Buddy. Yeah, and you wrote a whole journal entry about it. Yeah. I cried and I cried and <clears throat> I cried. Yeah. And, uh, you talking about the day she called you or rereading it or both? <laughs> both. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the day that she called, like, just the, again, the idea of her taking time out to be there for me when she had so much on her plate already that was terrible. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Grandma for the win. Again, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so all of those feelings came rushing back and all of those thoughts, and it really shut me down fucked me up dude yeah and you had therapy the next day right yeah oh you lucky bitch yeah i read the i read the journal entry to her what'd she say (laughs) she laughed she almost cried she should (laughs) have jesus i mean it's it's there's some funny parts in there read the room doc yeah (laughs) there's a there's a great line in there with uh from my from my grandma uh, she uh she goes, it, it, they keep it so dark in here that I don't know if I'm putting food in my mouth or my asshole. It's a great line. <laughs> and I said, a hot meal is a hot meal. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then really reflecting back on that later in the journal entry, I realized that my Aunt Mary had shared with me that my grandmother had um, started to like lose her vision. And started going blind, and so I had to think like, was she? Was it really? Are they really keeping it that dark in there? Or is yeah. it's my grandma going fucking blind, and that's yeah. heartbreaking on its own. Yeah. And my grandma only wanted two things in life, and it was to be to die in the house that her husband built for her, yep. which didn't happen. Yep. And the other one was not to end up like her parents, especially like her father. And her father was blind and in a wheelchair, and her mother eventually was blind and in a wheelchair. Yeah. And here she is losing her vision and can barely fucking walk. Yeah. And she calls me. She calls you to cheer you up. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about perspective, dog. Yeah. Grandma's a special one. Yeah. Uh, so in therapy, mm-hmm. outside of the journal entry and how it made, made you feel, what what did you guys talk through with regards to your past relationship and losing that that 
how you felt like it was a saving point for you and her and her daughter. Did you, how do you change your perspective on that? That didn't come up. Super tight. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't, I don't think I, I don't know if how much of that I shared in that session or not. I've mm-hmm. shared before about how much her daughter means to me and her daughter's still in my life. And yeah. I know that's kind of odd when people hear that or whatever. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> but I really do. Like, I never thought that I would be a person who was to ever have children. Yeah. Um, I've never, I've just never been that person. Like a kid would be great. Wouldn't it? Like, no, it sounds like the worst possible scenario. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I'm on the fence. Yeah, I just, I know, I, I don't, and people are like, you'd be a great dad. Yeah, yeah I know that. I don't want, I don't want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want that. And so when my ex came into my life with her daughter, who was 12 at the time when we met, it was like the perfect scenario. Yeah. Uh, you know, there were no diapers to change. There were no late nights, but also she wasn't off getting hammered in college and you had to worry about yeah. all that shit and drunk driving and whatever. It was like this nice little window of like yeah. the sweet spot. It was the ideal. You love oh, the ideal. I love the ideal. And yeah, it was ideal. It came true. Yeah. We would eat junk food and play video games. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the, one of the best memories I still have of her is we all went to the, this little like art fair thing. Um, and it was my ex and her mother and then uh, her daughter Mm. and, uh, we're driving home. We had a great day and we're palling around and doing all the stuff and looking at things. And then we got in the car to drive home and I'm in the back seat with the daughter and she falls asleep, like leaning on my shoulder and eventually like, laying on my lap falling asleep and yeah it fills your fucking heart you know every time my niece falls asleep on me i'm like oh this is what life is about yeah exactly exactly you know i love love you're saying that you're mocking me i'm not i tried to fucking like (laughs) be vulnerable and open up yeah and show you a just a glimmer of my softer side and you're ridiculing me about it yeah what a fucking bitch how's it feel i mean it's not that bad <laughs> it's not that big a deal. yeah but yeah so like the, there there are those moments that are unforgettable and life-changing in, yeah. in a way that i didn't think that I, I i had that capacity and so yeah when i when my ex and i split it was on very good terms and so you know i just I had told her that, you know, I would be there for her daughter as long as she wanted me around. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's up to her, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, sorry. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, I see you drifting off. You're okay. Yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it was very, uh, very fucked up uh, day. Yeah. Yeah, that's a rough, uh, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys get into anything else about that relationship? Now that it's was in the past and now it's refreshed through your journals? Yeah, because the, the thing that came up in there was this idea of closure. Because even though it, it did end on good terms, 
going back through these journals, I realized that, you know, with that hindsight, mm. you know, you, you realize that I, I, I was not the person that I promised to be in a weird way. I don't feel like I held up my end of the bargain. Okay. So you think when she signed up for the relationship, mm-hmm. what what you were advertising yourself as, Yeah, you didn't live up to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's something I struggle with uh, in any type of relationship too, and be it friendship or romantic. It is this idea of like, am I who I say I am? Am I presenting myself in the right ways? And in this scenario, things were out of my control because of the pandemic and kind of like, losing that and including my identity and like all these things. I was going through a lot of changes and a lot of uncertainty. And before I recognized all this anxiety that I had in my life and I, I couldn't have been, <laughs> I couldn't have been a fun guy to go through a fucking world pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Not if you're spiraling. Yeah. 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 And so looking back on that, there was just a lot of ideas of, a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of unsaid things, um, at least on my part, that I look back now and can go, hey, uh, sorry about that. You know what I mean? Kind of thing, like feeling of like, <sighs> you and I had a pretty serious conversation about a month ago. And I shared with you. What are we talking about? You know what we're talking about. We had a couple. What are, are we talking about? I realized that yes. I had a lot of resentment towards you for something. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was rough. That was that was a big one. We both cried. We both cried. Yeah. But what I <clears throat> what I had shared with you. was at the time that it was happening, I wasn't able to show up for you because I wasn't able to show up for myself. Mm-hmm. And looking at this relationship and how it fell apart on my end and how I lost myself and didn't know what the... F- it was... I felt similar but different in that way. When it became when you and I were talking about who I was when I couldn't show up for you, Mm -hmm. that was because of mom and I was numbing myself and I was just a fucking zombie. Yeah. And in this scenario, in this case, I feel like that was the same thing where I couldn't show up for her or for anybody because I couldn't show up for myself, but it was because I didn't, I didn't know what to do. It was all anxiety driven. It was all like, Everything was upside down for me. And so it was impossible. I had no fucking money. I had no fucking identity. I had no fucking, I didn't know when I would ever work again. I didn't know, you know, I didn't even know if I wanted to do comedy again. I didn't know anything at that point. Yeah. And, um, So it's holding yourself accountable in relationships. How do you do that 
months, years down the road. You know what I mean? Like, how do you make good on those promises of somebody who you said you were when you couldn't be that person? You know? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't think you can. Yeah. Because you're, you're trying to rewrite the past. Yeah. You can't do that. And that's when it comes to you and I and these things, like that's what I've been, it almost feels like debt. You know what I mean? Mm. Where you're like, where it almost feels like mistaken identity. You're like, oh, that's not who, I don't know that guy. Yeah. And that's, that's how this feels, reading through those journals, reading through all the things that I was going through and seeing all this past life that I had. Yeah. And I go, oh, I don't know that fucking guy. That's not who I am. Yeah. But in those moments, you don't know. There's no clarity there. Yeah. You're in it. And I've said this a lot of times, and this usually goes for like abusive relationships or people that are in things, and you go, they're not going to recognize it because when you're in it, you're in it, and you don't see you have your blinders on. Yeah. It's that's why it's impossible to talk to a friend out of a bad relationship. You're yeah. like, "Hey man, <laughs> she, I saw her physically cheating on you." Oh man, she would never do that. Here's pictures. Oh man, she loves me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you're in it, you're in it. Yeah. Hindsight's a motherfucker, man. Hindsight is a fucking Yeah, so yeah. it was a lot of uh A lot of that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. But can we acknowledge that you're not the only one to blame for that relationship falling apart? And I know that you love to hate yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I know you feel that you carry the blame, but relationships are... There's two people in relationships. It takes two to tango for sure. And it's so interesting you brought that up because she, my therapist said, um, you know, we were talking about love and uh, we were talking about moving forward. And I was just saying that right now I just don't have love to give right now. Mm. I'm not capable of that. And, uh, I jokingly said, you know, you got to love yourself before you love anybody else, you know, blah, blah, blah. That is the adage. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. And this is what she hit me with. You ready? Hold on. Because I said this. I said, you know, you have to love yourself before you love anybody else. And I go, you know me. I fucking hate myself. Yeah. Here's what she hit me with. Well, if that's true... Have you ever really truly loved anyone 